Welcome to Orange is the New Cast, the officially unofficial podcast of Netflix's Orange is the New Black television series. We're back for season three. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Yeah, sorry we didn't get around to a wrap-up cast last year. Uh, as people steadily reminded me throughout the year, I forgot to schedule one with the ladies. We thought about it, and we planned it in our hearts, and we feel really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're such good people. We actually tried to get everyone together, and it just was like herding cats. Now, I actually scheduled a wrap-up cast this year, so oh. we should be able to have a, a, a nice little bow to put at the end of the season. Uh, but, uh, so this is probably the only podcast I'll get to say this, but I've only seen one episode of the Orange and the New Black. So have I. We, uh, the entire weekend. Too busy. Are, exactly. We couldn't marathon it like we did last year. Um, but this is probably the first, and but. And now I can't marathon it because I'm doing this podcast. Oh, so. no. To- no, we're going to marathon it. So here's the thing. Uh, even if we are ahead of you or ahead of, uh, the podcast, we pledge to remain spoiler free. We will not tell you. We're not one of those casts. That's talking about episode one is going to drop bombs from episode three. We podcasted as if we have not seen anything. And we're pretty good at it. We, we do a convincing, fake, uh, non-clairvoyant person on the yeah, podcast. We I think. do. I've noticed that in True Detective. Yeah, see? So you guys even speculate on things you know aren't going to happen. It's 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 a, it's a an art. I've honed it over years of fucking with Jim and Mad Brew on Game of Thrones. <laughs> the uh, peddling lies as if they are truth and feigning ignorance. A lot of practice at it. Anyway, that's how we're going to approach this season. Uh, from what I can tell, it's pretty strong. I thought th- uh, 301 Mother's Day was a really awesome episode. Yes. Hit yes. me right in the feels on multiple occasions. Yeah, I felt like Icarus and Netflix was building wings for me and they let me fly <laughs> too close to the sun. <laughs> and I came crashing down into an ocean of my own sadness and tears. That's intense. It was. This episode was very good. And I don't, I've noticed I've been a little bit of a puss of late. Um, like I was watching the Cavs finals and they had that, that, that little movie of the, of the father with his daughter growing up over the years and he drops her off the airport. And I'm just like, (laughs) and then when they got to the end here with Pusey seeing the Calvin and Hobbes, it was like three gut punches in a row. And that Mm -hmm. was the one that I I was like, I couldn't keep the man tears in anymore. Yeah, Yeah. But no, I liked it. I thought it was. The funniest episode in a long time, as far as just, you know, the quips and the character stuff. Yeah. And uh, covered a lot of emotional ground. It did. Really Um, redefined how I view Caputo. They uh, were very minimal on the Piper Alex time, so I was a fan of that. That's the one thing I'm going to vent my spleen a little bit about this episode, because I'm not not real crazy about seeing more of that. Uh, Let's begin, shall we? We shall. Uh, We've... Waited an indeterminate amount of time. They might have said it's a couple of months. They might have said a couple of weeks. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're a, a little bit of time past season two. And the immediate aftermath is that they've got a new van with nice cup holders. Whoa, wait, wait. And Pensatucky's the new driver. Yeah. Pensatucky is the new driver. She's not as funny as Morello. No, she's not. But she is amusing in other ways for example she's like she's got a lot more take charge attitude when she's out with the co's <laughs> that's true like you know the whole uh, and they've got this whole development you know the the one the b plots is her dealing with mm-hmm. her um the abortion she's had and dealing with the guilt over that mm-hmm. um but it's you know i don't i thought the situation the setup was pretty funny them out to try to get stuff, supplies for a mothers day festival and just buying a whole bunch of 
Clarence Clarence stuff from from past Americanized holidays, Mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty it's pretty racist, but uh, you know, in the she don't know no better type of way, (laughs) she thinks she's doing something nice. Yeah, yeah, she cracks me up the way she pronounced manana. Yeah, (laughs) panada. I mean, (laughs) and the fact that she thinks that uh, what did she say it was African Americans or something like that was the politically correct term for coloreds when she. Didn't realize that the entire statement was racist. Yes, no, she's a deeply ignorant person, which is why she gets away. So it's with entertaining, this stuff. and yeah, she's entertaining in a different way. So we did. We got a little bit of her backstory, mm-hmm. which we got a little teeny bit of her backstory before, but this, you know, she seems like she's a product of a uh, a less ambitious honey boo boo type mom. Yeah, I don't think I understood the social security scam. So she, I don't know how to run the system well enough to completely understand what so, happened. So you get your daughter and uh-huh. you make her chug what I can only describe as a forty ounce. No, of I understood. Dew. I understood that she was trying to make her look like she was hyperactive or whatever it was she was trying to play her off as. I guess you get extra money from the government if you have a kid with special needs. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's already getting, I'm assuming, money from the government, and now she gets extra because she needs special needs. They don't check the kids or anything like that. Is uh, that how it was? Well, so up? here's the thing. I would I'd buy it if she got away with it, and I'd also buy it if the person's like, get the fuck out of here, and she just made her chugged Mountain Dew because she's an idiot. Either way, mm-hmm. it works to the story of... of and Pentatucky looks back at that as a fond memory. Like, my mom taught me all kinds of things. <laughs> See, where I thought this was going is I thought she was going to have her daughter, like, pee in a cup for her. Oh. Like she had the the wrist tied to her daughter. She was okay. going to say, I have to take my drug test with my daughter in here ah. with me. That's okay. where I thought it was going. That actually might have been a better angle. Although then it could have just been water, not Mountain Dew. But Mountain Dew is always the funnier choice. No, I, <laughs> I thought it was a scam on disabled children. Maybe it was a, a drug thing. No, no, no. It was definitely the scam on disabled children. Okay. I was just being polite because I was pretty sure I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, okay, you know what? Let's move on. Move on to the next scene, which is Red getting put back into the general population after she's healed up. Mm-hmm. Her face is still kind of bang- banged up, but a hell of a lot better than it was last mm-hmm. season. Uh, she's being returned to a, I guess, a halfway. This seems like the halfway house cell, like the one that the they assimilation they, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Miss Rose's old place that yeah. she shares with Anita, and I guess Sister Ingalls is in there. Maybe she was just in the the block across the way. She was also healing from oh right she was convalescing too but there's four bunks well there's and they're all accounted for well no roses okay the one above roses is still empty but that was sister ingles no i couldn't quite figure out the sleeping arrangements if they were trying to put red at the top yeah yeah and but she didn't want to climb But we up know there. Vaz is there and yeah. so is anita and so is sister ingles so, so someone had to take that top three. bed that's what i'm saying now there's four hmm Interesting. Is this interesting? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. No, maybe it's bunk it's just... math. Um, but anyway, Red uh, goes to take Rose's shrine over that uh, Anita's turned into a shrine, and they have a little bit of cheek back and forth. But mm-hmm. Red pretty much says she was a boss. Get the fuck over it. And then we find out Red's got a bunch of pills. She's been cheeking. She's been hiding in her cheek, mm-hmm. and uh, she gives one to Voss. And she found a who is also beat the hell up. Mm-hmm. She found a stack of money in uh, Miss Rosa's stuff. Oh, I forgot that. That's the money. 
so that's the money. That, this is going to be fun. I can actually speculate in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that, so that's the money that Miss Rosa boosted with the help of that young man. That was her cut. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder with the idea that this is Miss Rose's shrine and all the talking about voodoo and mysticism in this episode, mm. if there'll be like v- V's cursed money or Red's, not Red or not V, Red's cursed money stash. I don't know. It'd I don't know like, if I want Red to be cursed. I want her to maybe feel the pressure to do something good with it. Well, there's the thing. What good is actual paper money in a prison? Just I saying. bet it's worth a lot, honestly. Is it worth it's the exact amount you have? It's probably worth more, I think, because it's a black market. I don't. Yeah, again, it's like it's got to be worth more than stamps, for Christ's sake. If anything, they could just they could just give it to the commissary and you put it in your bank and then you can buy Skittles forever. (laughs) Yeah, it could be like my family mailed me this money. I don't know. I'm sure we have quite a few uh, ex felons listeners. I'm sure they'll they'll give us a 401 about. Maybe we have current felon listeners. Do you think they get podcasts in jail? I'm sure they do. It's like it's a Martha Stewart type jail. Awesome. If it's a Litchfield type jail, no, (laughs) definitely not. No, but if you did some like white collar Mm -hmm. uh, financial type of crime, I bet sure you could be a felon and be doing light time. Mm Can I like nitpick for just a second? Do it. She puts the money in her pocket, her breast pocket, and then she leans over to dig out pills, and she's just got the pocket open facing them. I thought that I was pretty that, obvious too. Yeah, I thought that was strange. But I'm always, I'm kind of grading the show on a comedy curve as far yeah, as that no, stuff. That, that's fine. It just bothered me, and I had to say something. About sure, it. but if you what, see something, say something. <laughs> indeed. What I meant on the Reds' money, I just want to be clear. I don't think it'll be a literal curse. It'll be one of those things where. The women all think it's a curse, and it's like a hilarious Scooby Doo type misunderstanding. Yeah, no, because I don't honestly do believe right. in in voodoo curses. Yeah, like the magic chicken and the egg cracking on that woman's shoulder. There you go, just There's, making omelets here, yeah, people. Yeah. I'm just making omelets. <laughs> uh, it turns out the Caputo seems like he's a very good warden. Yes, are we? There, we're at the scene where he's welcoming Rogers, who is the new counselor mm-hmm. to Litchfield, and it, I, I like. like her. First of all, I She's think sharp. their relationship seems extremely professional. Yeah. Like he has a lot of respect for her and but they're also very funny because she gives him the whole I don't know what you heard, but I just I, I just got a degree in cosmetology. <laughs> yeah, she can hold her own against these women. And uh, you know, we found out Caputo is doing an excellent job as acting warden, but he's actually doing two jobs, his old job and this one, and they haven't seen fit to replace it. Um apparently they do well, have the th- Three jobs, if we're still counting, is uh, band membership and side boob. Oh, true, true. <laughs> you a can't, busy guy. You can't forget side boob. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. And then Bennett got there and gives him an update on some bullshit light bulb, and Caputo just makes it clear to us that he's still very much in the doghouse. Yeah. Which Bennett seems was like... just coming over to introduce himself, right? That was the whole premise? I think he was wanting an excuse to do that, yeah. because otherwise that's kind of inane. Yeah. Um. And I think maybe Caputo's worried that he's going to act weird and screw things up. Why would he egg him on then by saying, yeah. you know, well, you got something you want to tell us? Why would he do that? Yeah. I, found, found that I guess he strange. saw that as a threat rather than, yeah. you know, maybe it's worth it to do a threat for him <laughs> right. or remind him of what the hell the stakes are. Uh, speaking of chicken egg voodoo, this is the next scene. We see that Norma and... Uh, That's not the scene where... Uh, Caputo addresses Bennett about no 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 that's okay. that's a okay. that's a Sorry. a follow on scene, um, but anyway we got uh, Norma and Mendoza are running a pretty sweet 
voodoo scam because everyone knows about the whole V situation and they mm-hmm. attribute uh, Miss Rosa's uh, aggressive driving with the voodoo spell working. So she looks like she's doing a pretty thriving. Who is to say they're that. wrong? You know, they told they told that woman who they were practicing on that it was just an accident that the egg cracked. Uh-huh. And then I think they kind of believe it themselves. Sure. They're like, oh, you know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That. They did. And Norma's know? like, mm, <laughs> God damn, I love Norma. Uh, so then Pousse comes scrounging up for some mixing bowls. She wants to borrow it for the kids game. She wants to have like some kind of uh, bounce of ping pong in a bowl contest. And she's mm-hmm. found it a bunch of dented ass ping pongs. And you could tell that Gloria is kind of like, eh. But then Pousse mentions that her mom's died mm-hmm. and gets a really sad, sweet face on her on her visage. And uh, it uh, it melts her heart. Melts mm-hmm. Mendoza's heart just as it did mine. And she, she asked to get to the some of the better looking, I think, or newer mixing bowls and give it to her. Yeah. And some uh, candy, right? I thought they were like little fruit cups. That's Those it. little prepackaged fruit cups. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, they get the. Super they're going to get the tootsie it. rolls from the commissary. I'll chip in and buy that. It's oh. really very, very sweet. What, the, what these girls are doing yeah. for each other. Mother's Day brings out the best and worst in people. <laughs> um, Loose Check and Piper have a funny scene where they're talking about suicide on a budget. Like, what's the cheapest way you could actually off yourself? That was hilarious. Uh, and we find out that uh, indeed we kind of knew this last season, and I thought it was weird that they treated it as a little bit of a reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alex is coming back. Vaz is coming back to Litchfield. The Betty Page of Litchfield. Yeah. And I'm not super into this plot line, so we'll just move on to the next scene. Yeah. Uh, Sophia is cutting hair, and mm-hmm. she's like on like battle stations mode because every woman in here that has kids mm-hmm. uh, got wants to get her hair cut so she looks good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like running strict like mothers only. You only get the you know no custom requests. It's all off the style board which i guess is a list of so many prison approved haircuts or i just styles that are easy to just pick out how often do you think that thing gets updated <laughs> it's like been hanging around since like it kind of looks a little often. 90s it looks more 70s than really yeah oh well yeah. you I, you would Judging know better by than like I. the dating and the how washed off the board mm. looks yeah um but uh morello is trying to scam a haircut because get, she successfully scams a haircut and did. I still call bullshit on that. Why didn't she come the day before? Why didn't any of these women come the day before? Morella's a man. She's we forget because she seems very sweet and very mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. but she is a mental case. She absolutely is. And, and and getting, I can't do her voice, but getting dolled up's the only thing that makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, and Did I think she sell you. No, but I understand why Sophia cracked because Sophia, one of her major arcs in season one is what it is, how important it is to be able to have the inside match the outside and how much of a struggle it is if those things are out of whack. You know, like Mm -hmm. when she, uh, the prison cutbacks were threatening to take away her hormones, um, that was a big deal for her. And she's seeing this, you know, crazy woman. Uh, falling apart because she can't get a fresh haircut. And I think she took pity on that. She saw, she still thinks it's bullshit. So what you're saying is she didn't want Marilla to stab her? <laughs> no, I don't think that, but she was just, she just uh, mm-hmm. felt sorry for her. That was my read on the situation. Yeah. From uh former man to current woman, <laughs> she felt sorry for her. Uh, and I also, I thought that was a really nice scene where she's, Morello's trying to take an interest and mm-hmm. it's like one of those like catch 22s. If you are a privileged person, 
and you're ignorant of the person that you're trying to connect with, mm -hmm. you ask a bunch of embarrassing, obvious, insensitive questions. Do you think she was being well-meaning? Speaking to the audience as well. I think so, but it's a, one of those hard lessons because I've heard that that's one of the worst things. Like especially if you're uh, uh, an Asian or uh, someone that is not looks like you're not from here, Pakistani, Indian. Mm -hmm. And say you're born in the United States and you're as American as anybody. And someone says, so where are you from? Oh, I'm from Louisiana. Oh, where are you really from? Or where are you from originally? Do it's, people say that? Oh, no. They do all the time. And it's not because they're being rude and obnoxious. They're just trying to make polite conversation. But they're not aware of how, you know, obnoxious and gross that is. But it's a it's like a double edged sword because you, Do you think white people get asked the same thing. If no, they go hell and, no, really? no one gives a shit a about us, generation. and everybody knows everything about us because we've been on TV for like fifty years and radio for a hundred before that. So it's like no, we've no, been no. broadcasting saying, our culture everywhere all no, the time. What I'm saying is, is that you're a second generation white person living in Japan. Do you think? Oh, I'm sure it's when worse. People say, you know, what district are you? I'm from? sure it's worse. I've heard the the average racism level of uh, in Japan is is off the charts compared to here. But that's, I imagine, you could say the same thing I'm about just any saying that I feel like it happens everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also agree that it's rude. But like I said, it's a double edged sword because you're asking people they're ignorant of the situation to not be ignorant about it. So it's like one of those things where I don't, other than waiting for the ignorance to resolve itself through people dying off from getting mm -hmm. too old or educating themselves, there's not much you can do about it. Mm -hmm. You know, what was really sweet, the flashback to Sophia being uh, a former man mm -hmm. with her wife at the time who was pregnant with Michael. Yeah. And I thought they did such a devastatingly good makeup job making her look like a man again. But then I said, remember, they ha she has an identical twin brother yeah. who subs who pinch hits for her male scenes. Yeah. It and good. it is really good because, you know, it looks just like her. Only yeah, a, it a is. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so it's so good. And he's such you can tell he's going to be such an awesome dad. And he still is. Mm -hmm. She still is an awesome mom. And how confusing that is for, like, Michael and, you know, people like Morello to ask about it. I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to feel, this confusion and the conflict. Because, like, later on when Sophia gives Michael some dating advice, he's like, you really want to be a, a lady in a world that men treat? And she's like, yeah, kind of. It seems like it's probably confusing for even her. Yeah. I guess it could be. I mean, shit, it's confusing for me just getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and just life gets harder from there. <laughs> it does. So, but it's great. Uh, another, and I that was one of my requests. I just hope that we get to see more Sophia this season. And so far, so good. Uh, next scene, we have the two meth laundresses working in the laundry <laughs> department, Angie and Leanne. Yeah. And uh, Leanne has this crazy theory that Nikki is got the hots for her. Because her she teeth, got a, man, they're distractingly bad. I mean, now that Pentatucky's got hers all fixed up and they're pearly white again, these two are just like, yeah, it's distracting. It's mm -hmm. it's it's terrible. Um, but anyway, uh, apparently that that game that Nikki and Boo were playing last year, trying to rack up the most lesbian points, got some blowback because uh, Leanne thinks that Nikki's got the hots for her. Yeah, when. Uh... Nikki's just got the hots for that heroin she's got stashed in the vent. That's the funny reveal that she's mm -hmm. just longingly looking at uh, all the yay she's got stashed up in there. Yay is short for 
It's like slang for coke. Is it? I thought it was heroin. Hmm. Horse. All there the horse. Go. All the horse she's got in her stable <laughs> Those down there. Wild, wild horses. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't pull her away, except for they totally can. Where do they you think totally this is going? can. Um, I don't think she'll break. Do you? <sighs> she's so proud of herself. having a relapse. Would be kind of interesting, but it would, I think, be more interesting and more closer to a comedy to have her be strong. Yeah. And I don't know, like some misadventures over because it is hella contraband. And she's got a point that like if her and Boo truly don't have a great plan, that's not her just dragging her feet, which I'm sure part of it is dragging her feet. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that they don't get in some serious trouble. Yes. So be, because be I get thing. it, you know, money and all that stuff or whatever you get in prison um, stamps, all the stamps you can have <laughs> for all uh, the heroin, for all just the heroin for stamps. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's. <laughs> you get at least a, 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 a forever stamp off of that. Prison is such a weird place. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we have a flashback for Nikki where she seemed to be a very priv- privileged little girl. So cute. This little girl she got to play with Nikki. the hair. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, the hair. And mm-hmm. she's been up since like five in the morning cooking Mother's Day cookies for her bitch of a mother mm-hmm. and made a homemade card. And her mom doesn't pay it the slightest attention and it crushes her little girl heart yes it does and it was the start of me losing my shit that was like you know the first the first punch i took right to my heart right to my left ventricle <laughs> is this a scene where nikki does heroin for the first time because i don't blame her <laughs> <laughs> so nikki doesn't have the hots for leanne or angie but i'm starting to think she might have the hots again for morello i don't think there's anyone that nikki wouldn't sleep with that's so true. So just putting it out there. But yeah, she I think her and Nikki of, are headed uh, back to uh, their comforting each other place. I feel like they go through this cycle a lot. Oh, you think? I guess I that's... mean, they started off yeah, kind yeah. of like together, but yep. they were never serious about each other. Well, but that's because she had Richard. That she was always... Wasn't that the thing? She yeah. was trying to break it off because of that. Yeah. And so now that he's out of the picture... Yeah, but you... she still, you know, accepted her comforts. Mm. <laughs> Do you think that she's given up Richard for real? Or is there going to be another relapse of that? Like, I don't know if that's interesting. I think that he devastated her by and embarrassed her a lot by yelling at her in front of all the other. But inmates. she's crazy. I know, but Not, like I, her, the jig is up. Like she, he embarrassed her in front of everyone else. Everyone's talking about it. They all know that it's not going to work out. So I think maybe that but, was kind of what she needed was yeah, for him, him to just devastate her. Don't know if pathological liars work that way. Is the only thing I've known plenty. Really? Yeah. And if you embarrass the shit, that's what. So if you find out, you're if you to, catch them in the like irrefutably catch them, then they're not going to keep up with the. W- but will facade. they try to lie again at the first chance? Oh sure, I, I could imagine her making up a new boyfriend that she's marrying. See, that's the thing. That that it's totally within the realm of possibility, especially with that new haircut. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's all dolled up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she can uh, make it work in, with Nikki. Uh. Anyway, Piper sees Voss. She goes over there, and they kind of go scurry off to, to talk. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, there's an interesting table discussion that we alluded to about the uh, girls all discussing Voodoo and V and Suzanne, which I like the fact that, like, in-universe, everyone's calling her Suzanne now. Mm-hmm. The, it's the death of crazy eyes. That's great. And I think it's it's uh, been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. But Suzanne, I, I like how Black Sydney's like, Suzanne, because she starts to get her tray like she's going to bash her. She goes, you know if you throw that tray or anything on it, we're just going to dogpile you till you collapse. <laughs> and she's like, agree to disagree. Like, they found the way to assimilate her. Yeah. But then Suzanne's out. like, rhymes with V. And <laughs> she, 
let it be. Let it be. And I will let it be too. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I feel like she's still got some grieving to work through, but uh, I hope it doesn't last too long. Yeah. I'm over it, V. I'm ready for Suzanne to be happy again. Oh, yeah. There's some bummer stuff with her later on too. Uh, But you know what's not a bummer? A sweet Harry Potter reference yes. between Taste and Pusey. I, I love, love it. Them. I love it. Uh, speaking of Pusey, she's back with her mom in bed reading Calvin and Hobbes comics, mm-hmm. which is so cute. Mm-hmm. And again, I've been soft as hell, but this is another. I took another shot right to my my atrium you, or whatever. Were you, uh, were you tearing up at this point? A little bit, not no. I mean, but I could feel. I could feel that the the air get dusty. Yeah, the lump kind of formed in the back. A little bit, a little bit. Um, So, yeah, then we go to a scene of Daya's mom, uh, who I can't ever remember her name, but she's awful, and she's stealing her mail and goes through some correspondence where it seems like Pornstash's mom reached out to her because she wants to be a grandma. This woman's the worst. And Daya's mom wants to extort money from the woman. This is going to be really bad. I that This whole storyline with Bennett... And her and her family and Porn Stash's family is just like the plane crash out of Breaking Bad. It is. I didn't I, see all this coming. Yeah, and I I don't think I'm going to be happy with the result is the no, other crucial thing. It doesn't seem like anybody will. <sighs> anyway, uh, Boo and Nikki conspire to get rid of the cocaine. And what's funny about this is that... It's heroin. God damn it. I got mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Because I still I re- I, re- I referred to it as yay throughout <laughs> all of the notes because it's the shortest thing I could come up with and I love my abbreviations. <laughs> so now I'm I'm mentally correcting it to cocaine. <laughs> yes, yes, this is not good. Um, a little rusty at this uh, hosting a two man podcast thing. Funny thing about Boo is she's going to be a wacky clown, which I was really looking forward to. Yes, boy, is she wacky, and it really exceeded my expectations. Yes. Like, I get this as a comedy at all, but I don't know how some of this shit got through to the guy, people, like, checking. Like, uh, really? This fan blade situation? That seems safe? Uh, you can't Are mock you the children. send this woman out here looking like this to entertain children? Yeah. You're going to let the Morrissey fan be doing the face paints? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jean is leading a Wiccan prayer group, I guess. All right. That Red and one of her... Um, Old pirate ladies is is joined for the express purpose to be able to sneak out to the greenhouse where Red seems like she's like, you know what? I just recovered from a brutal schlocking. Yeah. I only got two years left. I don't got time for this petty crime bullshit. I'm just going to serve my time and she cements up the well. Well, it's incredibly brave of her considering the fact that she's got a fat stack of cash now. She could get <laughs> It's not anything. that fat. It's not not fat. exactly a rubber band like a, bank here. It, I think it was literally being held with a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had this is the scene um, well, with Caputo and Healy, which mm-hmm. Healy is still mostly awful, and it looks like they might try to redeem him this year because mm-hmm. oh my god, the flat. He, first of all, Healy's all pissed off because there's another counselor. Mm-hmm. I think he's essentially pissed off because she's a female and b black. I think if it was another dude like him, he'd be and he's fine. Very intimidated because he knows. She's and she's also be a C smart as hell, and D qualified for a job, mm-hmm. and E probably not disgusting. I could go on, <laughs> um, but he's all up in arms, even though he's been asking for more help, and he's complaining to a guy that's doing three jobs, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a flashback to him being a little gentleman. 
with his mother who is legit crazy. Crazy as hell. Like doing some kind of carcosa shit on the walls in a cocktail dress, drinking substances, winging cigarette, like big heavy cigarette ashtrays Mm -hmm. at poor Sam's head. And then inviting after he'd made her breakfast in bed. Presumably for Mother's Day. Yeah. And then demand he dance with her on bed. It's really... This could go really fucking creepy places. Yeah. wonder where the father is in this situation. I don't know. And I wonder if she ever hurt him. Imagine so. I think so. Someone that out of control. Like I said, I just wonder if it's going to get darker than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if she hadn't missed with the ashtray? Yeah. Oh, God. It's horrible. Uh, I'm 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 actually suggesting she might have touched him at some point. That's that's what I meant by the whole dark thing. You're going for physical injury. I'm going for permanent scarring emotionally. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Piper and Voss are making time under the altar. Uh, here's the thing about this scene. Voss doesn't know that Piper set her up. No. Knowing this. It makes Voss seem so fucking self-absorbed because the last she saw Piper, she fucked Piper over in federal court by doing the things that she told Piper specifically not to do, Mm -hmm. which ended up in her release and Piper going back to prison. And she's crying about how stupid she is for this parole violation. And maybe it's Voss's fault that she's still in there. Uh Uh-huh. But why isn't she angry at her? I... Yeah, Right. She, you, even though you sent Vaz back to prison, you still have a right to be angry at her. Like, why are you feeling guilty for that? Yeah. I don't understand. They didn't set this up well. Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to see how it plays out. But they're already off to Rocky start lying to each other again. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that they kind of, like, got right towards the end. of, But still, you know, Piper was pissed. And it seems weird that she's completely reset that. And that Voss thinks she can go in there and just cry on her shoulder. Yeah. There's not... Yeah, like you said, it wasn't too well connected. But I... I don't know. And then Piper, like, I thought she was going to tell her right from the jump that she was responsible. It's like, oh, my God. Now they're going to go back to fighting each other. It's like, this feels like so season one rerun, and I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. I guess if it's five or ten minutes an episode, I I can hang with it. But... I would ra- uh, I don't know if they can do anything interesting because their relationship just sucks. Yeah, it does. Like it's never not sucked. There's never been a time where both of them can just be happy together because they've always had some kind of fucking uh sort of Damocles hanging over each other's head emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun. It's not healthy. It, it's not fun to watch anymore. No. Like I hear that Larry's gone from this season, which is a big improvement, but if they just replace it with Piper Voss shit, gross, vomit. Yeah, exactly. Just release Piper, and then let's continue watching the prison. <laughs> yeah, we do not need her to relate to these women anymore. No, it's time. That's, the, that's the book, my thought. The book covered the first season, and there's no more Piper story, so there shouldn't be any more Piper story. <laughs> Uh, during the induction of the children coming to visit their moms, Officer Ford and Kolowski are welcoming them to the fun zone. Like, it is uh, essentially going to a concentration camp. There mm-hmm. is no touching. There's no fun. There's no running. There's no jumping. I get it. It's a prison. Yeah. But this is also the kid day. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of tragic because it just kind of gets worse from here. Uh, Daya's dad or his mom's girlfriend 
Step- slash drug dealer. I think he's her stepdad. But weren't they lovers too? I think, yeah, I think this so. is back to season one when we weren't podcasting, but it's just weird because he just comes strolling right up to ben. Bennett and be like, you know, hey, Armano, and you need to come visit our family. And of course, Bennett is very uncomfortable mm-hmm. because all of his coworkers are there and you can't, you know, he raped an inmate statutorily mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bad situation. Like this is, a, again, a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, introducing him to all these all these other kids it just seems really the oldest one he said go kiss your mother and don't use tongue you pervert and he said it in kind of a serious way that i'm like what the hell oh i don't know hopefully he was just yeah hopefully he was just joking but yeah he says that the like he goes make sure you kiss your mother and he goes and 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 no tongue you little perv at the oldest one like whoa Um, then we have like a little montage of the kid day and we've got the miniature golf windmill thing cranking at full blast and puppies Puppies. and Suzanne made a kite that looks like the officially licensed Lion King, the musical version of herself. Yes. And it's so awesome, but she's been banned from interacting with the kids because of some, I'm sure overzealous incident in the past. Her face Which is understandable. was making me feel so much sympathy, but in the back of my mind, I was like, no. no, no, she's done something really bad before. No, that's the thing with her. Yeah, She's hella sympathetic, and you want good things to happen for her, but then her brain chemistry is such that it rarely lines up for that, and yeah. she's got a good, I mean... Just, I kept imagining her beating up Pusey. I don't, I mean, I'm not a mental health, yeah... And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a mental health expert, but I feel like that is, isn't there some kind of combination of medicine that they could get her on that would make her a little bit more in control of herself? Do they do that? Because in she's, ex- that I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Cause they have to deal with a lot of people that have emotional were, problems. I just feel like if they were going to give her mental health medicine. Yeah. That she would probably be in the psych ward. Also, why is she not? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's that's part of the commentary in the system because she didn't have a good lawyer. She got tried and, you know, remanded over to the prison system rather than the psychiatric. I don't know. Anyway, but it's sad because she, yeah. it seems like that's the, the tragedy of her is that she's always been on the cusp of greatness. You know, she had this like awesome foster family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just just small little windows of opportunity turn into disasters for her at every step. And it's 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 a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and, and she's like got her nose pushed up against the glass <laughs> like she's a puppy dog that just wants to get out and yes. play with those kids. It's sad. Uh, and <laughs> Officer O'Neill gets the kids all worked up on the pinata. And this is oh, my God, the kids are no one's got a stick. <laughs> Uh, for obvious reasons. So they're going to have to punch with their fists and O'Neill's like reminding them that their moms are in jail. <laughs> to and get then, them all worked And up. then blindfolding them with a sanitary napkin and, and turning them loose on it. It's uh, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Black Cindy's bitter as hell about her mom. And we saw Tasty's relationship with her quasi-mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tasty has every reason. I don't believe that Black Cindy does. I think you're right. Black Cindy has no reason to be upset. She with acts her like she's on the same wavelength as Tasty, and from our flashback of last season, she really isn't. Yeah. Um, but I can see why she thinks she is because she's young, 
and she i think black cindy wants what's best for her sister slash daughter but she also has a lot of growing up to do yeah and and maturity issues to deal with and that's the same thing that makes her incapable of taking responsibility for her actions and Mm -hmm. blames her mother instead so it's another different type of tragedy (laughs) this is the the breakdown of everyone's uh, psychology podcast starring Aaron Hubbard. And again, I'd have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm not a mental health professional. It sounds good. I'm in questionable mental health myself. <laughs> I'm heavily self-medicating all the time. <laughs> um, but you know what? Poussey did like her mom, which yes. I Black Sydney and Tasty are like, so fuck you, bitch. I mean, they're really cold about it. Yeah. Do you uh, have we seen Poussey's mom before? I don't think so. We, we, we got introduced to her dad, mm-hmm. um, who I guess I'm trying to think if he said something about you worried your mother's sick or what. But I'm, I, I in my head canon right now, I'm thinking that her mother died before she Jeez. was a teenager and a military brat. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but I kind of feel like her dad said something about her mom. Maybe your mom would be so disappointed. Maybe she said something like that in the past tense, but. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, clearly she's not with them now. I'll have to rewatch it through that frame of mind. Um, there's also another incredibly sad scene of this addict that is cuddling her baby, and then she sneaks the drugs out of her diaper and fucking leaves the baby in a Just, muddy ground. Outside of a port Outside of a porta pot to get high, and it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Ugh. Do we know this person? Is it important that we know uh, this person? I don't, I don't think we know this person. I think we actually know her name, and we've seen her in, in the background. I felt like I recognized her, but she's nothing, nothing we've got backstory for or anything like that. I don't think she's a named character. Um, Just another introduction to heroin. I wonder if that'll tie in at some point. With the yay? Yes, with the yay. <laughs> the hey. It's the H. The hey. The hey. So... Kolowski sets up Ford to get his whites messy. He sends the kids with dirty hands over to wipe their hands out of the uniform. There's a lot of funny <laughs> stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Uh, Gina playing Duck Duck Goose with Norma. Adorable. And Norma's like so disappointed she wasn't the goose, but then she realizes that... They're going to be sitting together. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Gloria is pissed off that her oldest kid didn't come by. She finds out she's been suspended from school, and she's like tearing into her as a younger brother, and then she realizes... I'm venting on the one kid that that did right by me. Yeah, and she tries to to turn it around. Do you, ah, very sweet. What must it be like? Because I was always the older one getting in trouble, and the younger people would, uh, would hear about it. I was never the one that. Uh, yeah, you never made was it getting loud lectured enough. to a third hand. So I don't know what that feels like. You never making a loud enough splash to get your parents' attention. No, I'm saying I was I was the one I was in the lead boat. Yeah, so, but were you weren't you weren't the one making trouble. Sometimes <laughs> you were not. <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, I know plenty. You don't know me. My records were expunged. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this is what I'm going to put up with. Uh, Nikki Morello start continue to flirt at their little uh, toilet paper booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pusey asked Norma about this voodoo stuff because she's really missing someone. Her mm-hmm. mom. Um, Dias family asked a bunch of questions about what she's going to do with her kid, which is very uncomfortable because Bennett rolls up and tells the worst joke ever. <laughs> yes. And then Caputo comes over to lecture him like, what the hell are you doing? We swept all this under the rug and you can't like leave well enough alone. 
And he makes a lot of solid points about masturbating at work and how him masturbating at work is a heroic stance and and, and a and a a saintly stance. When he started to fire up into this monologue, I was thinking, now I remember why this man is disgusting and I hate uh-huh. him. And then, you know, the more he talked about it, the more I was like, I I get it. Thank you for not raping inmates and masturbating discreetly <laughs> at work. I mean, if that's what stops that's, you. That's not hurting anyone. Yeah, it's not like you're doing it in front of their jail cell and it's creepy. Or taking Nobody... pictures and telling them what you feel. I mean, it's just like. Uh... Exactly. You made the point that, you know, if he's doing it behind closed doors, if the camera camera wasn't rolling, we would have never known that he did it at all. Yeah. So what's. He just has Arm. sensitive hands. Arm? That's why he's got the giant economy size of Jergens on his desk. And the, the Sam's man... Club package of Kleenex. <laughs> exactly. He's got a re... he's got allergies and chapped hands. How dare you imply anything else? No, they kind of judoed us on all that. Because that's the thing about Bennett is like it was super romantic in the first season, but we talked about this last of how they really turned that into it's kind of a dark thing. It is. You know, there's a reason why there's a law against having sex with inmates, even if it's consensual. What does that mean in that kind of skewed power dynamic? Yeah. In the exact same way, way it's illegal to, I don't actually, I'm not sure if it's illegal to have sex with an underling, but it's certainly against every employee policy I know about because you can get fucking sued you very quickly because. You certainly have to disclose it to HR. Yeah. There is, there's problems with those kind of power balances and relationships. So. You know, again, I, I, and he says, you know, well, sir, it's more about the sex with us. And he says, poor deluded fuck. I kind of agree with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, man, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I still can't believe I thought this was so romantic once upon a time. Yeah, I did. Uh, Michael is feeling guilty about the Mother's Day situation. Um, where you know his mom is just sitting in the parking lot for an hour and a half why on mother's day why he's visiting with his new mom and he doesn't know how to feel about that and sophia is really cool about it because she's pretty cool about everything i imagine she's having trouble knowing how to feel about it too and she you know like she's kind of bristling at this other man giving her son shaving tips you can tell like you know and she's got a good point like were you going to believe a man that just shaves his face or his whole body <laughs> um but yeah, there's um, kind of a funny thing where one of the CEOs bust out a uh, a nightstick and bust open pinata that everyone <laughs> forgot. In it. And who's the who's the the um, uh, the the willing woofer, the willing organic almond farmer or whatever? Oh, her name's Brooke. Brooke. Brooke is like, oh my god, this is such a metaphor for their lives, and it's super funny because it to- <laughs> it totally is, it absolutely is. Um. Then we see... Uh, Where was Brooke when we left her? Brooke was singing 90s girl oh, music during the Lisa flood. Loeb Lisa Loeb, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so she was seemed like she found some kind of acceptance on the inside, okay. just as Piper did in the season before, because mm-hmm. she was essentially a brunette Piper. Um, we also see that Sophia's noticing her son checking out a girl. And she wants to give him some advice. And she says, find the insecure girl and practice on her. So when you find a girl you want to care for, you'll be good at it. I don't know that I agree with that. (laughs) Right? I I think you date a lot of people. 
and you get experience not in any kind of malicious, um, premeditated way, but yeah. you just get experience dealing with different types of people and see what you like and what works for you. Is is insecure girl a euphemism for bang a bunch of whores? I don't think so. I think she's like emotionally insecure. So Emotionally. Can, yeah, that's how I got it. Yeah. Like, you know, a girl with training wheels. It's pretty gross. It is. But there's a lot of dudes that think feel that way. But then she kind of tacitly accepted it at the end, which I guess nobody's perfect, right? Yeah. That's really good. God. Uh, but no, I was like, when I was watching this, like, wow. I, the thing is, I guess it, feel, it felt real. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, Daya's mom's doing crunches. Over in the picnic area while simultaneously warning uh, how much this new baby is going to wreck Daya's body, her social life, uh, her chances for happiness. Everything. It's one of those things where it's like very funny and true in a Louis C.K. kind of way. Yeah. But it's also only half the story, which when we see in the, fa- the, the flashback, which is just how over the moon happy she was when Daya was born. Yeah, so cute. It's interesting to see. I like seeing people's parents. I like comparing them and seeing how uh, how you made that person. Yeah. Because Daya is very different looking from her mom. You know, she's very full-figured, and her mom is this petite woman. Mm-hmm. So I thought for sure her dad, they were going to cast a giant guy to play him. Mm. Yeah, it seemed normal, but that happens. Yeah, and you know, I think it's interesting when you have kids that it's a process of when they're babies, they're perfect reflections of you. And as they grow up and they start accumulating flaws, it's kind of like, I think there is a tendency to be super hard on the kids. And I feel like that's a dynamic that she's had. Mm-hmm. Like she was so worried about Daya growing up like she did and making the same mistakes that she did that she created a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like, you know, their backstory for season one. So I don't think that's any revolutionary thought, but. It did start, you know, it starts off with with such great intentions always, every time. Every kid starts off perfect. <laughs> every child it starts off as a great intention? Yeah, sure. And okay. then we turn into people, and people are assholes. So there you <laughs> go. Uh, Red's whole family came to visit her on Aww, Mother's Day. which son, so Which cute. you can see her just kind of gloating over her family. But then she starts getting concerned about who's minding the store. Of course, we know that store is shuttered. Mm-hmm. And I think she's suspecting at the end, too, because her husband, not so good a liar. Well, I don't know why they're keeping the truth from her. Because they're afraid of her very real anger. <laughs> this is the formidable woman. She's in a woman. very real prison. If there's any time to tell <laughs> you someone. You think that would stop news. Red? She's <laughs> got a sure. tunnel, for God's sakes. That she just sealed up. She's going to, like, go, you know, three-time hero of the Soviet Union on these guys <laughs> and, and, and pull a Andy Dufresne. From uh, Shawshank. She's going to crawl right through that drain pipe. <laughs> she doesn't need a goddamn new halogen lamp. Uh, but the thing is, is this is going to come to head because clearly I think her family had plans of relying on her smuggling for income opportunities. Again, how? But I, Yeah, right? Right? Like, She's I can see sneak- how you could be prison wealthy from that kind of shit, but outside big people money Yeah, wealthy, what are they getting out of it? It's probably more just to help her, but they're making it know, seem that's like... I what I'm saying, but why would anyone get into the business of smuggling something into a prison? I do not know. Because, yeah, what do they have to offer you? Stamps? I do not know. Well, I mean, exclusive market to sell drugs, I guess. Two. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are you going to get back? So it seems like a bad deal all around. But mm-hmm. then again, I could see running prisons being profitable because God 
tons of fucking big multinational corporations love to buy them and love to run them. But this kind of small time graph, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, if this is going to be another roach uh, train station type deal where it's kind of like on the ragged edges of believability. Mm-hmm. You know, Biggie, Biggie slows and all that crap. Uh, so also simultaneously uh, around this time, Daya's little sister Lucy gets lost. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant threat the rest of the episode. Don't don't tell anybody because then they'll pull the alarm and all the kids will have to go home. Uh, Pentatucky stole some uh, school supplies previously, and she's made a little crosses for all uh, six of her aborted babies, which are a bunch of B names. No, there are five aborted babies, and one just fell out. Oh, one just cave. fell out. Yeah, yeah, he would have been the miracle Tim Tebow baby. <laughs> uh, but I like one of his names was Boyd, and I was thinking like that's got to be an homage to Justified, right? Do you think so? Yeah. Uh. I, I'm not saying that in this universe, Boyd Crowder tapped that. Just I'm like saying think... that it's kind of a very uh, Pensatucky thing to call your kid. I think B is just a, or Boyd is just a B name. All right, fine. <laughs> just like Buddy and Buddy Jr. I don't think those are homages to Talladega Nights. Oh, I'm now that you said it, I'm 100% positive. You know what? Now that you say it, I am too. <laughs> uh, Boo, the whimsical clown, sidles up and she is terrifying. She absolutely is. And she delivers this uh, speech from the book Freakonomics, which I have read. I'm familiar with this. Uh, she talks about the theory that there's a reduction of crime in the 90s because of the availability of abortions due to Roe v. Wade in the 70s. Uh, and I want to state without any judgment that there's a certain percentage of people that are going to hear that argument and recoil in horror in the same way that Neo did when he Morpheus told him the story about people growing crops of humans or robots growing crops of humans. Mm -hmm. Like I get that, you know, that's, that's why the the abortion debate is so heavily contested in this, uh, this this country because you got people talking boo, like what boo saying. uh, And then you got people saying that all human life is sacred and there is not a lot of middle ground between there. I don't know what to do about it. And I sure as hell am not going to spend 10 minutes talking about it on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> so unless you would like to, it, you know, no, I as think the person with ovaries in the room, maybe you would like to give your opinion. I think that everything that Boo said, I thought it was very well stated, mm-hmm. very factually. There wasn't much room for opinion, I think. So yeah, you can take that as you as it is, and we won't talk about abortion on the Orange is the New Black podcast. <laughs> Uh, so they discover that the girl is missing and the irony and everything gets locked down. It's a very scary scene for all the kids and Mm -hmm. it's a really bummer for all the moms and it's a real wah. This is another, you know, punch the old, uh, heart I endured. Were the kids supposed to get down? Some of them got down, I think out of fear. Were they actually asking? I don't think so, but what the hell do you do when everyone's screaming, get down, get down. And your mom's hitting the down and it's, it's. Like I can't imagine like being a four or five year old and and dealing with that. Yeah, it breaks my heart. It's heartbreaking. Um, and you know the irony is they find her almost immediately because uh, Daya's mom has to get down on the floor and she's right there hiding under the bunk. And it is then they start up. Uh, How did this... she find Daya's bed? I don't know. That's a good question can imagine they toured maybe the she just wandered around until she found her dumb anime drawings and then it's like <laughs> that's my sister i know that stuff um maria goes down to give her bo- uh, daughter back to her boyfriend uh whose name is yadri mm-hmm. um 
and she says he had a really good day and she's so happy and then he says i've been reading books right i've been reading books and she's starting to learn things and i don't want her growing up thinking this is normal and i'm it's time to cut it off and they were my favorite couple and it, it was so sweet the whole him learning to take an interest in this girl and now it's another double-edged sword because he has and he's gotten this conclusion i don't know if it's right or wrong it is it is completely heartless when it comes to poor maria here mm-hmm. and she feels so helpless because what is she going to do she's in jail like to stop him from doing this is going to be a I, if it's even possible it's going to be a long ass court process yeah i don't even know that you can i don't you i don't either force, yeah i don't think you can force people to visit you in prison you're right children. but you don't that's what I'm saying. Like, where is the visitation rights, if any, for a prisoner? I don't know. But I'm saying that even if she, even if there is a path forward to that, it's it's a long and difficult one. And man, uh, you know how much time she has? Have they ever asked that question? A couple of years, yeah. Because I know because that was one of the big things last year is that she thought she's going to have to get transferred. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I want to see like like seven. It was it's 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 a much longer than like Piper or Red's got. Uh, but anyway, oh my God, uh, I, I'm losing at this point and they started this goddamn ukulele shit that always gets me going. <laughs> and then everyone's tearing down all this ha- happy family kid stuff. Yes. And it feels like someone's blowing up Disney world. <laughs> and then part of the fucked up paper mache pinata that Pusey is sweeping up is the same Calvin and Hobbes comic that her mom and her were reading in bed. So at this point is when you lost it. Yeah. I yeah I've I've got pretty big you know pin, giant tamale pinata sized issues with mothers and <laughs> and uh, yeah I'm like fuck this show uh, <laughs> and apparently voodoo works also um, I think is what we're supposed to read between the lines because I feel like this voodoo thing has got legs this season yeah there's going to be things with curses and counter curses and it's going to turn into uh, a more prison oriented version of Harry Potter. That was foreshadowing by Gingy Cohen, <laughs> the Cedric Diggory mention. Yes, by Tasty and uh, Puse. Yep. It's, it's going to be the uh, you know, third year Harry Potter. This is the Prisoner of Azkaban. There you go. <laughs> third Harry Potter book, Prisoner of Azkaban. Come on. Come on. I can, I can read between the lines, Gingy Cohen. <laughs> yes, you can. I've cracked the code. Will you open it up with your third eye? <laughs> Pry it wide open. Uh, so that is the first episode. I'm really excited about the rest of the season. Yes, uh, let's go home and watch it right now. All of it. We're going to. We're going to also have a podcast out um every Wednesday and Friday from here until the end of the season. I'm doing two a week if it kills me. Uh, that I think that uh that's going to be the best blend of me being able to do it and also bingeability. We'll be done with this thing in like six weeks. Uh, hopefully it'll be relevant to everybody. If you'd like to send email in, please send it to orange at baldmove.com. Uh, also, if you wouldn't mind putting the episode in the, the subject because it's going to help me not lose your email because, you know, people are sending this in. Just like houses, uh, house, house of the New Cards. House of the New Cards. Just card. like House of the New Cards, House of Cards. We asked you to do that, and everybody was uh, kind of came through like a champ on that. I'm also going to create threads for all these episodes on the forums because we got we have forums now, forums.baldmove.com. And that'll be can I keep it separated so people can because I there's one main thread I mentioned because Orange is the New Black dropped early so I kind of like hey it's out and like everybody is at different stages and there's like it's crazy hard to keep from spoiling people so 
I'm going to merge all that into separate threads. I uh, hope to see you on there. And uh, and if you want to hear a-, a Ron and I toe the line of what's funny and what's controversial, you can listen to us on True Blood podcast back catalogs. Oh, yeah. We did the season seven of True Blood last season, American Horror. Yeah. And, uh, and you... this coming October, too. I guess we are. <laughs> all right uh on that note uh we'll be having these out two a week uh there'll be another one out uh, a little bit later on with nina from project fandom all the girls coming coming back from last season amy and susan from the because show pilani also a guest host on there and does some stuff with uh, jason c over in the walking dead cast and uh the the comic book cast they've got and uh, who else oh yes kelly anakin of Up Yours Downstairs fame, she's also got a new series called Family Meeting that's all about... Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, thank you. All about the, the English mob, or the UK mob. They might be Irish. I've only seen two episodes of it. but uh, Somewhere over there. She's got that. It's fantastic, and uh, happy to have her along as well. Uh, but until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See you later. Bye.